Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hi, everyone. I hope you can all hear me. If anyone is listening to this right now, um, we do have um, Dita Ritz that is going to be on our show tonight in 10, sorry, in nine minutes. Very excited. Phone calls will be coming in about 45 minutes or 30 minutes into the show. So if you want to call in, um, the number will be given 
in a tent. And I'm going to put myself back in mute. <coughs> Sorry, I have a tickle by throat. I'll talk to you guys all in nine minutes. Thank you. Hey guys, Downtown Dealers will start in about seven minutes with Dita Britt. If you want to call in, phone call will be given at the beginning of the show. Uh, I hope you, you want to jo- if you want to join us in the chat room, log on. Um, I hope that we, you get to call in and I hope you enjoy. Talk to you all soon.
Four minutes till showtime, folks. Four minutes till showtime. If any of you can hear me, just let me know so I know that we can, um, I can be heard. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Love you. Talk to you guys soon. All right, and we are live. Um, we are, this is Gadtown Divas. This is your host, Travis. I want to thank you so much for joining us. This is show number, I have no idea. We've been doing this show for about three years now. 
very, very excited for our guest tonight. We should be calling in shortly, um, Ms. Gita Ritz. So when she calls in, um, have a little bit of an introduction, and then we'll have her right on the call. And I hope you guys are as excited as I am. Um, we are going to be accepting calls um, to call in. So if you're listening, you want to call in tonight. If you want to call in now and reserve your spot, uh, we are going to be giving the fan calls in about um, a half hour. You can call one seven two four 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 seven four four four. You enter the caller ID one three nine one three two and pound, and you should be in. So, um, I'm very, very excited. I uh, just give me one moment, folks. Just checking one thing here. All right, perfect. So, um, yeah, this will be a great show. I hope that um, if you, like I said, if you want to call in, thanks to your night. Uh, we have you to get you to rip for a full hour, so it's going to be really exciting. And make sure you stay tuned for the end of the show, because I have um, a guest lined up for Thursday and one lined up for next week. And I'm working on other guests um, for the um, next month as well. So um, always trying to get new faces for you guys. Um, and you can follow me right on Twitter at Host or on Facebook. Um, if you type in Diva, my show page will come up. So, you know, check us out. I'm CLI. Um, try to message me. Let me know who you want to see. <laughs> or here on my show. If you have a favorite guest, we'd love to book them for you. A favorite star, and we'd love to get them. You know, we can work hard on getting that for you. We have had um, stars from all over the entertainment industry. We've had guests, you know, that have come from uh, Days of Our Lives, uh, Young and the Restless, As the World Turns, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, we've had mediums, we've had psychics. We've had authors, we've had musicians, we've had it all. So it's really, really exciting. I'm really, really stoked to have this show tonight. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a great time. And, you know, I'm trying to get this show to um, to grow, you know, to have um, a whole bunch of different options for different viewers. Um, last week we had uh, from the Becoming Us show on ABC Family, um, we had Carly, uh, you know, so it was a wonderful show, and fans really enjoyed it. They had great callers. <coughs> so it's been a great, great, great run so far. And uh, I, I can't wait to see what the next year or so brings um, as we continue on this journey. Um, it's just it's a really a wonderful journey, and uh, it's all because of you guys, all because of the listeners and, and people that have um, been supportive of, of me in doing this. And, uh, so yeah, I thank you all so much for that and uh, for being part of this experience. Um, I never thought when I started this show that it would go as far as it has. I never thought I would talk to, you know, people that I have. And, um, you know, the, the, all the stars that I've had, all the guests have been so wonderful, and um, they've really, truly made um, 
you know, each show so memorable in their own way. Um, so, yeah, you know, just just come on for the ride. If you're a new listener tonight, welcome, and I, I thank you for being a part of this. Um, if you are one that's been with us for a while, thank you so much, and, you know, your, your time is so, so much appreciated. So um, we're just waiting. Dita's going to be calling in in just a moment, and we will um, get everything on the road. So grab your favorite cocktail um, and, and, you know, sit down and relax and uh, enjoy the show. I'm going to put myself on mute for just a second. I'll be right back, folks. All right, so um, make sure if you're on Facebook and Twitter, you let your friends know that we have Dita Ritz um, coming right on the show, so that way they can call in, too, if they'd like to call in um, and speak to her tonight. Um, you know, the more people that call, the better, um, you know, and it makes the, um, you know, the uh, whole experience so much better for, for you know, Dita and for all of you. So I love having Dan calls. All right, just getting on a few uh, tweets, Facebook posts, get the show on the road. All right, and again, folks, if you want to call in and speak to Dita tonight, um, the number to call in, 1724-444-7444. Call in now, reserve your spot. Um, as soon as, you know, we go through our questions, we will take yours. Um, that caller ID number is 139132-and-pound, and then you're in, and you're on with us, and you get to chat with Dita and get to chat with me, but I know you're going to want to chat with Dita more, which is fine. But, um, you know, just call in, enjoy, um, ask your questions. All right. Just waiting. I appreciate you guys being here again. We're just waiting for Dita. And as soon as she calls in, we will be going and rolling. Hope you guys, I'm excited for the fall shows. We have a great fall lineup coming up. Um, 
I don't know if any of you guys are fans of Ryan Murphy. Um, he's been the producer, creator of Glee, uh, Nip Top, American Horror Story. Well, he he created this new show called Screen Queens, um, which starts, I think it starts next week. So I'm very, very excited about that. It has Nick Jonas. Um, it has Leah Michelle from Glee. It has a whole bunch of different um, stars. Uh, it's going to be a really, really huge hit. Uh, American Horror Story starts back October 7th, I believe. Um, it has Lady Gaga on this season. It has um, everyone from the, from the past seasons. I'm pretty sure they have them all coming back. So that's going to be a hot show. And then the Muppets are coming back to ABC. Or they're coming to ABC primetime. I think it's just going to be a half-hour show. But I love the Muppets, so I'm, I'm quite content with them coming back. And let's see who else is coming back, oh, or what's coming on. Yeah, there's a, the Entry with the Stars starts that tonight. I have that in my DVR right now. So I'm excited for that. Um, Dave for Lies fans, we have, um, it's been, a, it's been a quite the ride for Dave for Lies. We have a, a lot going on in that show. Uh, I don't know how hooked you guys are, but I'm very, very hooked. So I can't wait to see what continues on the next few weeks. Um, it's going to be it's going to be quite the uh, the run. We have a lot of stars leaving. They have huge storylines, so uh, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, Young and the Restless as well. If you guys are Young and the Restless fans, that I I I'm pretty excited with it, but not as excited as with Dave. Um, the writers with Dave Alive have the new writers have really really hit the nail on the head. So um, really stoked to see you know, what what goes on and what it means. Again, I'm just waiting for um, Dina to call in. And as soon as she calls in, we will get rocking and rolling. If anyone's listening and they want to call in and chat with me, call on in. I'd love to hear from you and talk with you. So it would be nice to have another voice on the line for the time being. Just waiting here. All right. Um, like I said again, you can follow us at Gabtown Divas at Gabtown Divas Host on Twitter, or you can follow us at um, Gabtown Divas on Facebook. You just put that in Gabtown Divas right on Facebook, and it pulls us up. And um, you can you know listen um, to our our past shows. You can check all those out. 
and then you can, you know, learn about, you know, um, what other shows are going to be having, and new shows and this and that that's going to be coming um, as the weeks progress. So um, there's going to be some exciting stuff. I'm working on some some new stuff for you guys as um, listeners and hoping to um, expand the audience, like I said. So, um, Mm-hmm. All right. I apologize. I think you might be having that Nicole Ducote coming in. So we're just um we're waiting on on her and um as soon as she comes on we will be rocking and rolling and starting the show. Um well we are live right now, but you know, rather than just hearing me, my voice will have actually another voice on. Back in the day when I had a co-host, it was nice when things like this happened because the co-host and I could just jibber-jabber, but um, I haven't had Sandy on in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. All right, just going to put myself on mute for just a second. I'll be right back. All right, so um, I'm looking at my DVR. Um, did you, anyone see that Lifetime movie that was on? Um, I think it was Saturday Night, The Murder Pack. It had a, um, a whole bunch of stars. I don't know if any of you guys are fans of this uh, MTV show, Awkward um, and Flipping. I don't know, what is it? Awkward and, um, oh, anyway, the two MTV shows. Well, they had a whole bunch of stars from those two shows in this movie. It was like a jam-packed movie, and it was really, really well done. I was highly impressed by um, the acting and everything. So if you guys want to check out that movie, if it comes back on, check it out. Um, It was on Lifetime. I don't know um, if On Demand or anything has it, but it was really, really really worth it. It was um, the murder pack. I think it was, I'm trying to think of the name. 
the guy that plays Maddie on Awkward, he was on there. Um, really, really, really well done. So I was really stoked um, about that. All right, so I guess um, Dina is in transit on her way back home. So she's going to be calling in shortly, just having technical difficulties. But um, I'm going to put myself on mute. I'll be right back, and then hopefully she'll be back in time as well. Um, so grab yourself a drink, grab yourself a snack, and then hurry back on. And by that time, we should have Dita on, okay? All right. All right, so I'm going to ask that all the callers who want to call in, please call in now. Um, the number is 1724-444-7444, and enter the caller ID, 139-132-N-POUND, and it will get you in on the call. And then that way, I'll ask you to answer my questions, and then we'll get you right in um, your dog with her. So please call in right now so I can get you all lined up before Dita gets on, okay? She's going to be going in just a few seconds.
if you're just joining us, we're just uh, currently waiting for Ms. Gita Rich. She's having um, problems with her phone cutting out. She was losing service, so she's going to be um, giving us a call here in just a few moments to call in, and then we'll be able to chat with her. Um, fan calls will be pushed back just a little bit, but you will be able to talk to her if you call in. The number is 1724-444-7444. The call ID is 139-132-AND-POUND, and then you're in. You get to chat with Vita Ritz. So please call in, um, come say hi, and come enjoy the, uh, the time with us. Folks, I still hope you're still there. We're just waiting for Dita Ritz. Um, as soon as she calls in, we will get the show on the road. I apologize um, for the wait. She was having, um, I guess she was having phone issues um, or technical difficulties as she was driving. So um, she should be calling in soon, and then as soon as she calls in, we'll get the show started. I hope you guys are um, enjoying yourselves, having a few cocktails, um, getting ready for the show. Um, if anyone wants to join us in the chat room, please feel free to log in. Come say hi. <coughs> we always have some great conversations, so it would be great, great to chat with you folks. Um, just, just awaiting the, the guest of the night, and then we'll get everything rocking and rolling.
I'm sorry, folks. Um, just waiting for Dita still. Uh, just w- waiting for the show to begin here. Just putting myself on mute. Um, if anyone wants to call and chat with me, give me a call, 1724-444-7444. Enter car ID, 139-132 and down. I wish I had music for time like this. I could play some songs, but I don't tonight. Um, but next time I probably will. I'm just going to put myself back on mute, and I'll be here. So call in and chat with me, okay? Hello, this is Gap Hi, it's Jay. Oh, hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Thanks for joining us. As of a, course. A, a caller for fan, <laughs> my my companion on the show. Sometimes I appreciate it. Of course. What happened with Miss Dita Ritz? Um, I guess she was having technical difficulties calling in. Um earlier she was trying to call in um she lost service. So I don't know. It's um I'm just waiting a little bit more and then I'll um probably just let the call go. The show go for tonight. Um but yeah, um the, the, her manager told me that she was having um technical difficulties calling in earlier on. Well that's no good. I'm sorry to hear that. Well Yeah so let's stay on uh, for a few minutes and see if she calls. What's that? Hey, let's stay on for a few minutes and see if she manages to call in. No, oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, I had um, uh, gone through a lot of conversation with myself. I was like, well, I'll just talk about this, talk about <laughs> that. So. And then I was like, well, it's times like this I need a co-host. But then, you know, there's times that, you know, I can do it myself too. So you know what I mean? Right. One of those things, but... So what questions did you have lined up to ask her? I had a whole bunch, actually. Yeah, I had a whole bunch of good questions. I don't want to give all the good stuff away yet, but um, I had um, a bunch of questions. And well, yeah, good. Just, yeah, I'm just um, awaiting to see. So how's everything with you? Everything's pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. I ordered a new p- 
pair of glasses today. I know that sounds very exciting, but my other glasses broke, so I order a new pair. Yay. I know that's very exciting for the listeners, but <laughs> that's what's exciting for me today. Well, that's exciting, though. Yes. Yeah, it's comfort, you know? Right. And then Ed yeah. will be here in a little over two weeks. Oh, your dad. Nice. Where's he live? No, Ed, my boyfriend. Oh, Ed. I think you see your dad. Okay, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, Ed from Florida. So he'll be here for 12 days. Oh, wow. That'll be a nice 12 days for you. I'm looking very forward to it. A lot of pictures, of course, will be posted, so you guys can check those out, too. Yeah. How's the work for you going? Um, Very busy. I know you like it when you're busy, though. What's that? I know you like it when you're busy. Well, yeah, um... You know, it's it's good. I mean, it's just there's just a lot with work, and then I volunteer for hospice. Right. So today, um, <clears throat> I worked. There's a lot going on because we have clinics that we're booking and stuff for work, and then I had a conference call at five, and then I had my hospice meeting at five thirty, and then I just got home at seven. Um, you know, to get everything set. Hold on one second, Jay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, and you? Who's this? This is Dita Ritz. It's Dita. Well, thank you so much for calling. Um, hold on one second, Jay. I'm going to put you right on hold. And yeah, sure. I'm going to do a few questions, then we'll do some, um, some fan calls. Okay. Thank you so much, Jay. Thanks. Okay. Hello. That was my good friend Jay who called in to keep me company for a bit while I was waiting. Um, so, so thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. This is Yabtown Divas. Uh, we're very excited to have uh, Dita Ritz with us tonight. Uh, it's going to be a great show. As, as all of you know, Dita Ritz was part of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, and since then, she has had so much going on. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, are you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, um, how has I'm going to start with my first question for you. I'm glad you were able to make it. Uh, we can just, you know, you want to just do the half hour? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. So we will. Um, let me do this. Hold on one second. Okay. So I'll ask you a few questions, and I. Have, I know I have people that said they were going to be calling in, I, I, and I have Jay on the line. So I'll ask you a few, and then we'll we'll have uh, the callers call, and then we'll we'll call it good. I mean, uh, I'm sure you have prior commitments for after night anyway. Um, so we'll just, you know, keep it to the time schedule if you want. But whatever works for you, just let me know. Okay. But, um, so the first question um, is, how has life been for you since we last saw you on RuPaul's Drag Race? Uh, life for me has been really, really good. You know, I I work. I've been able to travel. I still am able to travel. Um, I look at it in some cases where, you know, some girls go on the show and then they disappear, and I've been very lucky that, you know, I've had moments on the show that people really like me and they really uh, fell in love with my personality and the person that I am. So 
it's been very good. I've been able to change people's lives along with my own life being changed and inspire people. And that's really like why I do what I do to inspire somebody else, inspire the young, you know, the young individual who is maybe like under his covers reading his mom's Vogue magazine or trying on his mom's shoes when she's not home and feeling like, you know, there's nothing wrong with if you want to experiment with drag or the art of female impersonation or whatever uh, people call it. Um, but it's, it's been really amazing for me because I've been able to impact my community, and that's really all I ever wanted to do. That means more to me than tips and working in bars and doing all that, being able to impact the next generation that comes after me. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's wonderful, and I, I don't blame you at all. Um, I think that, you know, every queen that goes on or that, that, that does drag, everyone has a certain way that they look at things. Mm-hmm. I think that everyone has their own way of viewing life and of viewing their career and of viewing how they want to impact their community or communicate, you know, impact the viewers and, you know, the fan base and how they want to make a difference in this world. Um, and everyone does it differently, and I think that that is um, a, a beautiful, beautiful way to make a change in this world, and uh, good for you. So congrats you. on that for sure. You're very welcome. Um so what did you learn about yourself from being on um, Drag Race? What, what is it that you learned about yourself? Um, I think probably, like, one of the biggest things I learned was to, like, believe and trust in myself. Um, and to, well, yeah, to, like, really just believe and, like, trust in myself because um, not to say I, I was, like, not insecure. I've never really been an insecure person, but most definitely when you come into a competition setting, and I was, I'm not really – I've learned how to be a little bit more competitive since the show um, because, you know, when you're the only child, like, you don't really know about competing and being, like, you, you, you're told you're cute and adorable all the time, so that's just what you're used to. And so I just learned how to kind of, like, have more faith in myself and really know that my talent is worth it and to also learn how to be a little bit more competitive. I learned how to, like, maybe do a little bit more trash talking. You know, I, for instance, have known someone like Fifi for a really long time, and she's got the whole competitive nature down because she's a pageant girl. That's what she was raised in in her drag team. And so, like, even just being in that experience with her as a friend and, like, learning that, like, okay, like, do a little trash talk, and that's what you do when you compete against people. You know, you trash talk. You kind of try to knock your people and your components off. So I've just learned how to, like, be able to be more competitive, believe in myself, and definitely trust my instinct, open my mouth, and really know that my drag is something unique. You know, I think that's, like, the really cool thing about being a drag race girl is that if you look at all of us, all of us are so different. Like, not really any of us are the same. Like, all of us have, like, at least one or two things that are different from the next queen. And I think when you come into an environment like that, sometimes you can kind of, like, it makes you second-guess maybe your look or second-guess, like, maybe I shouldn't wear this wig or maybe I shouldn't do my makeup this way or maybe I shouldn't do this. And doing the show really taught me that, no, I was picked for a reason. Rue picked me for a reason. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust his word, and I'm going to trust what he says, and I'm just going to go along with it, you know. So definitely trusting myself, believing in myself, and just learning how to have a little bit more of a competitive nature. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, you know, good for you for sure. And um, like you said, you know, and no matter even if, even if the stuff, uh, queen, drag queens out there have not been on Drag Race, and they're just, you know, competing themselves, doing shows and doing whatever they're doing, no one's drag is the same, you know, and that's what makes drag so fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be a certain way to be a drag queen. Agreed. Without, 
being yourself and making yourself, you know, stand out and kind of, you know, making, putting your personality, putting everything that you are into being a drag queen and just knowing that you're affecting people and, you know, you want to make yourself have the best image out there possible, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're a role model even if you don't want to be, you know. Not exactly. Just physically, but any queen that's out there in the community because a lot of the youth, you know, in the LGBT community are reaching out for these, you know, these, these queens, these role models just to be like, oh, my God, you know, I saw someone, so look what they're doing. I could be like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just a queen that's at a club, you know, yeah. you can make an impact in someone's life. So um, who is your – or actually, let's, let's go with this first. How did you start your drag career? Um, I started my drag career uh, about eight or nine years ago. Um, it really started for me when I moved to Chicago. I went to fashion school, and then after that, I just, like, little odd things I'd make for drag performers throughout the city, hemming things, you know, fixing alterations, fixing scenes and stuff like that. And then um, a friend of mine, a, a, a friend of mine introduced me actually to my, uh, the woman who was my drag mother, and I kind of just always kind of stuck next to her and would go to shows to support her. Um, and then she had a contest at the show she was hosting at the time. And um, my friends, like, all talked me into it. So my, my, one of my best friends made a mix for me, and um, I made myself, like, a whole outfit, a look, and Dita Ritz was born at that time. It really is. It's very. It's like it's really funny when I talk about it because it it literally was like a snap of a finger. Next thing I know, I was being booked like constantly throughout the city of Chicago, and then drag race happened, and then all of this. So it's all happened for me very fast. Most drag like most drag queens have had to go through a lot of like doing a lot of amateur shows and doing a lot of like contests and like a lot of that. And like I never had to do any of that because I knew, and not to like make myself sound bigger than whatever. It's just I knew a lot of really really important people in the city of Chicago that did drag and that were high up in the drag scene. And so I just got lucky, I think. I think I was one of the lucky girls that just really was, like, kind of brought in and courted and, you know, told the things to do and the things not to do and the things that I should fix. And then it was just all, like, at the snap of a finger. Next thing I know, I'm performing. I'm on Drag Race. Like, Drag Race, a lot of people don't know this, but Drag Race was actually my first ever drag competition ever. Like, I had I had, I had did one other drag contest and I won it. But, like, I had never done pageants or I had never done any other, like, contests to, like, get myself in the scene. I just popped into the scene because, you know, I'm, I'm talented. But at the same time, like, I'm, I have, I'm very determined about, you know, when I want something. And you have to be, though. Because if you're not determined, if you don't push for what you want, how, how are you going to get it, you know? And, and I think that's so important. It's not going to happen unless you do the work to make it happen. You know, you have to give your all in what you do. Um, so I think that's so important. And, you know, congrats on you um, for, for doing that, for realizing that. I think that's, that's really impressive. And that's, you know, what, that's how you have to do it. That's how things will get done. I just think that's, you know, so more, more people should think that way. Um, and, and look yeah. where you are now, you know? Yeah, so, no, definitely. I do. I look, I look back and I, do, there are times I remember um, I, one time I was, like, crying to my roommate. It's, like, when I first started performing, and I, all I wanted was I wanted people to know who I was and know my talent. 
And I remember her saying, I remember using a performer, an example of a performer who I look at now as like almost like she's a good girlfriend of mine, but I was like crying and saying, oh, my God, I want to be like uh, Maya Douglas, and I want to be like those girls, and I just want to be like Erica Andrews and all these girls that are popular. And I remember her saying, it's going to happen for you. You just got to keep believing in yourself. And so, you know, it was tough. It was definitely tough. But when I look back at it, and especially I talk to queens that are starting out now, my biggest, like, thing I always just tell them is you just have to believe in yourself. You know, you have to kind of, like, you have to go through it kind of alone, and you have to uh, believe in yourself because no one's going to fight harder for your dream than you will, you know. So you just have to believe. You really have to believe, and you have to, like, put your foot, put one foot right in front of the other and just keep going. You can't give up. You can take a break, but you cannot give up. Exactly. And, you know, I hope that anyone that's listening or anyone that's aspiring to be a queen or to be anything in life, no matter what you want to be, you know, that's the motto to live for. Just don't give up, you know. You, you can't mm-hmm. You can't give up. Um, what I'm going to do right now, just to split it up, because we have a, a short time with you, I'll bring Jay on so he can ask you a question and say hi, and then we'll go back to um, the questions I have until the next caller calls in, okay? Okay. All right. Jay, you want to say hi to Dita? Hi, Dita. It's Jay. Hi, Jay. How are you? I'm so good. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to talk to you. You're um, one of the few queens that I have not gotten a chance to meet. And oh. my question for you is if um, you might be attending DragCon this next year. Uh, I I have thought about it. I was I was actually going to try to attend this year, but I was in Colorado when that happened, so I was unable to make it. I do want to attend DragCon this year. I am going to be going to the premiere. Um, I love that you say I'm one of the very few queens that you've never met. You're, that's a lot of people's story when it comes to me. <laughs> um, and a lot of it is, uh, you know, I get busy, and I just sometimes don't really, not necessarily have the time, but I can't make the time to always show up and really right. uh, come to events like that. But um, I definitely will be trying to attend DragCon this year, and I will be attending the uh, premiere. So I really hope that I get a chance to meet you. Oh, I would love that. I'm so excited about coming, and I'll definitely keep an eye out for you. My other question for you is, what is your favorite song to perform on stage? And why? Um, favorite song to perform on stage, I'd probably say... Um, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm, like, blacking out right now. Oh, um... <laughs> I, I, oh, my God. Okay, have you ever seen Noah's Ark, the show Noah's Ark? Yes. Okay, remember the song that she does, the uh, I Can't Catch No Man, Hanging yes. Out. Is, okay, that. I love oh my God, that yeah. song. Literally, well, I love ever since I saw that show and I saw that episode when Alex did that in drag, I perform oh. that song all the time. I love that song. Love it. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I love that song, too. Wow. <laughs> One of my favorites. I'll have to come and see you perform sometime. I'm in San Diego, so it's not that easy to get all the way where you are, but I would definitely love to have you come out here and perform at Chad's Bar, Chad Michaels here in San Diego. I know they'd love to have you. I mean, there's been all sorts of girls that have come through, but I don't know if Southern California is ever going to be on your touring list, but I would love to have you come down here. It would be so great. Oh, yeah. No, um, I plan on trying to hit California up in January during the time of the whole premiere and everything. So most definitely I'll have to. And Chad's a good girlfriend of mine. She's my friend of me. Hello. So I'll have to hit her up then. Oh, my oh. God. That'd be so wonderful. That'd be great. Daddy's down here. Jay. 
You're welcome. Thanks for talking, Bye. DJ. Love you. No problem. Love you too, Jay. Bye, sweetie. Bye. All right, I'm sorry. You're stuck with me again, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jay got to go to a lot of shows and meet a lot of queens. I live in the state of Maine. I don't know if you know where Maine is. Um, I think I do. Yeah, 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 I do. It's all the way in the East Coast, like 12 hours about from New York, probably 12, 13 hours. Mm-hmm. So I... <clears throat> I never got to meet any queens or anything, but about three years ago, this is why I started the talk show, because I know a lot of fans, people I talk to also haven't got the opportunity, like, you know, friends online. So I said, well, let's make a talk show where we can, you know, have people talk to their favorite stars, you know, that are not, unable to. Um, so I've been doing it for about three years, and I've had a lot of your drag sisters on and different, you know, queens and different stars. Um, so it's been really great. And, uh, you were one that I had wanted to have before, but I never got the chance to have you. So I'm glad that we're able to do it tonight. So it's really cool. I'm very happy to be here. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I know it's not, you know, Good Morning America or like, you know, Andy Cohen show, but it's close enough. You have me. So. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, and I think that if, uh, if, if, if I did come on here and ever was like, oh, it's not those or it's not that, then I think that's being a bit, you know, selfish. <laughs> Right, right. So I would never, well, ever, you know, for me, uh, an interview, a, a good interview is just somebody who has respect for the person they're interviewing and is, uh, it helps with, it helps bring out good publicity. And I think that that's, those are the two good things, you know, right? We want to, we both want to make sure that we have good publicity on each other. So. Yes, yes, most definitely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Um, no problem. Means a lot, yeah. Um and looking at what I wanted to ask you, just to um, make sure that we ask you, you know, as much as I can here, I wanted to see, see like, what have been the biggest changes you've made since being on Drag Race? Because, you know, people know you from Drag Race and from, from what happened. But I think that, you know, you, we only got to see you in an hour show each week. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's so much more to you as Dina Riff. And you can only portray so much on the show. So what did you – I've seen, like, your work since, you know, from YouTube videos and, and your pages and everything, and you look stunning, honey. Like, you look fabulous. Like, really, I, I, I mean that. What did you do to change yourself, to get yourself where you are today? Uh, well, my biggest thing was uh, – and I recommend this to all queens. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you have to be a, a – diva about it, but um, like I most definitely required like a team, you know, I got like a, and, and, and you don't have to have a team of like, you know, I'm not talking like a Beyonce team of like 20, 30 people, but you know, I have like friends and people who do things, that do hair, they do makeup, they do, you know, costume design clothing, and those people were people that I went to and I, you know, asked them, what are the things that I should change about myself, not necessarily for anybody's benefit, but you think that I need to improve on, you know, I think one of the biggest um, misconceptions about, especially like us drag race girls, that, that we think we know it all because we've been put in the situation to be on TV. So we just don't think we have to ask any more questions, or we don't think that we have we we don't think that we have, you know, like still questions about things and like how to do things right and correctly, or maybe there's something that I could change on it. So for me, it was just going home, watching myself on TV, really listening to a lot of you know. Sometimes I think 
we all do complain about like what people say online and social media, and it does hurt. But sometimes when you see the same thing, it kind of makes you raise your eyebrow and think, okay, maybe that is something I need to work on, or maybe that still is a problem. Yeah. You know, when your friends are bringing it up and your friends are saying what Joe Schmo has said to you on Twitter eight thousand times, then maybe right. you have to think about it like, okay, well maybe. I do need to, like, actually put some moisturizer in my wig. Maybe I do need to put some lotion on my, my knees. Like, maybe I do need to do these things to, like, better myself in this industry because it's not, it's, it's not a bad thing if you're trying to better yourself. It only helps you become more successful. It only helps people notice you more. And, you know, I'm glad that you said that to me, that you have noticed, like, a change, you know, because I think that's, like, the biggest thing I fight with is that a lot of, pe- a lot of people still think that I am that queen from almost five years ago on that show when I've definitely grown a lot, you know. And I would think with social media and everything, you would be able to see that, but that's not always the case. So I would say thank you to you for noticing that because I have, I've tried very hard to perfect my brand and really just polish myself up. I'm still the Banji girl, but I'm growing up, you know, and that's all it is. I can't can't be in my 30s still giving you Banji fashion if I'm not in that era of my life anymore, you know. And I'm not, I'm I'm in a more adult era of theater versus lifestyle. So, I definitely have become more of an adult, and I, I think it's just shown in how I, how my appearance is now. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. No, and you know, honey, you know, when I do my shows, I do my research. Like, you know, I, I, well, I followed you for a while now. I mean, since it wasn't your first day on Drivers, even before you got on, as soon as like we knew who was going to be on the show, I followed the queens in and out, so I know what I'm going to be expecting. You know, kind of like ahead of time on the show, you know. And then I mm-hmm. keep track of you, you know, just to see what's, what's been going on. And then when I talk to your, um, your manager and things, you know, we talk, and I look at everything, I'm like, you know, wow. Like, you've been, you know, I've seen the progression, and I think that, you know, I have to applaud you and just stand up and applaud you. You have worked so hard, and I think, <coughs> excuse me, allergies are killing me this year. Um, but during your time, throughout the time, well, you're on Drag Race, I still love you just the way you were, but I think that, you know, you have to do what's right for you, and if you see yourself and you say, okay, I feel like I need to make these changes, then make the changes. But if you would have stayed the way you were because you were happy with who you are, there was nothing wrong with that. You were fine just the way you were in my eyes as well. You know what I mean? But you have to do what's right for you. Excuse me. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. Um, you know, I think that so many people are so harsh as critics, um, as fans, but it's like you walk a mile in these clean shoes and then come back and you can say something. Until then, you can why be a critic. If you're not a drag queen, if you've never done anything, and you're critiquing these girls and being harsh on them, you know, how, who are you to say this stuff unless you have done it or been there, you know? Yeah, well, you know, and that's what I always say, like, about, um, as they put it, internet bullying and, like, internet trolls and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's my only, like, I guess that's my only comeback I can always say to any of them is that, you know, you haven't walked a mile in my shoes. You have mm-hmm. no clue what I go through. You have no clue, not even just me. You have no clue what any of us go through exactly. having to, you know, be a part of this. And I think that, a lot of times when I tell, like, you know, especially, like, girls that I do mentor or girls that I call, like, my drag daughters or whatever, and they, like, want to be, like, in this, they want to be on Drag Race, they want to do this, you know, it's, the grass is, it, everything that glitters is not gold, you know? And I've no. even told, like, a few girls who are, like, you know, 
coming into this and doing this. I have said to them, like, you know, come into this wanting to make money and to make your brand bigger. You know, boyfriends, girl, boyfriends, girlfriends, best friends, sisters, all that will come later. Because, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I am happy to be a drag race girl. And, I mean, I ain't going to keep it. I ain't going to lie. I don't love all these bitches. But I do love the girls that I do love. But at the end of the day, it's bad. Like, you know, I'm good friends with people like Willem and Latrice and all them. What's most important to them is their money and them and their work. You know what I mean? Friendships and all that has to come later. You know, yeah, and all that has to come later. You know, Latrice is a really good example of that. She stays focused. She stays she stays hard grinding, and she's on her hustle. Willem's another one. Stays focused. Stays grinding hard. Stays hustling. And she, you know, the idea of friendships and sisterhood and all that that all come later. But right now, like you know, why the iron is hot, you strike. Exactly. No, it's so true. you know, I think people get the assumption or, you know, the idea that, oh, we're going to go on drag race and then I'm going to get out of drag race and I'm going to be so famous and all this and have all this happening and all this. You have to do the work. Yeah, most definitely. There is a lot of work involved. There's still, I mean, I, I, I personally think the work starts um, the minute you're done. Like, filming it was the easiest thing for me, actually. Like, so, like when I saw when I look back on it one day, I remember thinking, like, okay, filming that was nothing. That was actually really easy to film mm-hmm. that. Like, the cameras and all that was not even a bother for me. What really was the hard work is afterwards, when all your work is being shown, and then you have to walk out of your house every day, and, you, you know, people are looking at you kind of crazy or sideways, especially people who maybe know you and know you in a situation that happened on television, that they'll, they'll look at you like, girl, you didn't say nothing and you didn't do nothing, but they don't also don't understand that, like, you weren't thinking about that at that moment. You know, there was no sound effects to make that moment dramatic. You know, there was no, there was no, like, commentary at that moment to really make this moment dramatic. So, you know, like, sorry, I'm just living my life naturally. You know, for me, the hard work started as soon as it aired for me, it premiered. You know, you think about that, that's when it all starts, the branding, the networking, the content, the building, your, just building who you are. Like, in my opinion, that's when it all started. No, and, and, and everyone has a different roles and different journeys as well. You know, for mm-hmm. you, that's how yours went. But you could ask another queen, and it's, you know, totally different, totally opposite, too. So, um, yeah, no, thank you for that. Um, I just, I know we went off subject from the questions, but I think it's important that we, that, you know, that's expressed and that, you know, people, the listeners and the fans know that, you know, especially if they're aspiring to be, you know, on Drag Race or something like that someday. Um, so I guess what we'll do, um, I'll ask you, because uh, we've already gone through changes and stuff, um, talking about your career. So what other advice would you have for young aspiring queens? Um, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest advice I would say is just, um, no, like have your motive, you know, like come into this industry, really be, be ready to expect anything. That's the thing I learned. I remember my drag mother told me that. Um, and I don't mean like, I, I, I never quite understood what she meant by that until like recently, like a few years ago, like what all made sense when she said that to me, but like that's kind of anything, you know, you got to understand that um, not all the drag queens, but you're coming into an industry where not everybody has maybe had a really light, a really good life. And so unfortunately, some people, they take that out and or they take that with them as they get older and drag, hence the term the bitter queen, you know. Yeah. And so things yeah. like that, you know, like just kind of be prepared for anything. I've always said I, I, it, is, it isn't always a fabulous life for it to be a very fabulous, glamorous life. 
Um, it, it definitely has very some ugly attributes behind the scenes to it. And, you know, I, I, I think that maybe, I don't know, I'm not sure if I'm shocking people by saying that because, you know, like, my experience in drag has been, it's been good. It's been very, very good. I've got to meet a lot of people. I've got to meet a lot of legendary people in this industry that have paved the way for me, people that I watched in pageants for so many years, and now that I work with them and I'm on a one-on-one basis with them. Um, and part of that, I think that why that's been good for me is because there was an honesty that was given to me. There was an honest piece of advice that was given to me, and that's what I try to always do with um, aspiring girls is I just try to be honest. I don't want to scare you and make you think that this industry is full of a bunch of people that are shady, but you also have to understand you're coming into an environment where there are a lot of different personalities. And so you just want to be prepared for anything, and you want to be able to come back professional because it's not only your life, but it's your, it's your reputation on the line. You know what I mean? The minute you start performing and the minute you start being Vita Ritz, um, it's your reputation. And everything and every little thing you do or say is going to be under, under you know, a microscope and under scrutiny, no matter, you know, if you say hi or if you say bye or if you sneeze or if you walk into a Walgreens. Like, you know, that could possibly be, you know, something that somebody will put out there about you. You know, they say, exactly. you, could, you know, so it's just, I guess that's my advice I would give to aspiring queens. It's just know, just know that it's your life and it's your reputation on the line and know that you're coming into an environment and an industry where there are a lot of different personalities and maybe you won't get along with everybody, but you can either do one or two things. You can fight that person and argue with that person and waste your time, or you could just keep moving along. You know, you could keep just going on with your own grind and your hustle and let, you know, like leave that BS in the back or behind you, you know? Yeah, and no matter where you are in life, no matter if you're doing the drag career, doing, you know, all that, or you're in the public eye, or you're just in a normal life, and not normal life, but you know what I'm saying, like not in the public eye per se, or not in the drag queen world, or not in any of that, and you're just working retail or you're working whatever, you're never going to be in a place where everyone's going to love you. People are going to hate you. People are not going to like you. Oh, and yeah, most definitely. And, 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 and it's nothing that you did, but it's, it's because there's people like that out there. So you just have to be you, do you, and love yourself and know that what you're doing is worthy. Of, you know, uh, and, and you just never stop being who you are and never stop you know, fighting for, for your rights and what you want, you know. And, and I think so many people just get stuck in that. Um, yeah, most definitely. You know, I always say the newest thing, and actually this is like an eye-opening moment I had to have to myself, but I now find myself giving this advice to other girls is that, um, you know, because, I mean, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm very sensitive, too, about my art. You know, someone says something about me, and I get very sensitive and upset. But the thing that I had to learn, and I just, like, this was an eye-opening moment for me, like, maybe a year ago, that, you know, like, I think about, like, I'm a big fan of people like Beyonce and Rihanna and, like, you know, um, like Lady Gaga and all these girls. But they receive so much, like, people love them, but they probably, they receive so much hate, too. You know what I mean? And, and I, they don't, they don't, that doesn't let, that doesn't stop any of them from their hustle and their grind. You know exactly. what I mean? And that's what I have to think about. Like, I have to think about, like, if Beyonce listened to every, every ignorant thing that someone said about her that was mean, she wouldn't have a career. The same thing with Rihanna. The same thing with Gaga. The same thing with any of these girls. Miley Cyrus, any of them. Like, none of these girls would have careers if they just listened to what everyone else was saying about them. No. 
that's why they are in the placement that they are right now because they kept going forward and didn't listen to any drama or any, like, BS, you know. And so that's what exactly. I give, the advice I give to a lot of young queens, too, is I say, you know, do you think that, you know, so-and-so would stop doing her career and stop singing if she really listened to all of the naysayers and the ignorant people who say mean things about her? No, she wouldn't have a career. She'd be, she'd be talked about. She'd be called lame for that, you know. And so that's where, like, I tell girls, too, is just, like, you know, just know that when you come into this industry, it, it, may, not be, it may not be what you expect, but if you ignore all the ignorance and ignore all the stupidity, you'll have a good time, you know? You'll have a good time. And if you just stick to the creativity and you stick to being the type of artist you want to be, then you'll have a good time. Uh, it's so true. And I think, you know, I said this again, but I think honestly, you know, like the, the words you're saying and what you're saying is it's really, really like perfect advice. And I think that I hope the listening audience that listens to this tonight and the ones that listen to it from your form, this show, because they're going to be putting in the files so they can catch it on um, my page anytime on my Gad Time Viva page on Facebook, um, and even on Twitter, and then they go back and look for the link, they can catch it. But, you know, this advice, these are words to live by, you know. I mean, look at the foundation, the queens that have been there through throughout history, and, you know, how our forefathers, you know, I mean, what they've done. If they would have stopped and just given up, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah, if Barsha P. Johnson, like, actually, if Barsha P. Johnson, like, stopped and just was like, fuck it, I don't want to do this, or I'm sorry, I have a fire cuss up here, but, like, you know, if Barsha P. Johnson just stopped and was like, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to fight for the rights to be a free, like, person, then she wouldn't be a part of history. She wouldn't be a part of, like, so on. She wouldn't be a part of all that. Like, she wouldn't be a part of any of that. You know, that's so true. It's like, you have to even think about somebody like Lady Buddy, as crazy as she is, but she fought. She had to fight. She was back in that time where she had to fight for her rights, for all our rights, you know? Girl, that's, why she, she, that's why she has the attitude of she, could, she doesn't care less now because she's had to fight. She has nothing else to prove. No, she doesn't. I had her on my show, and let me tell you, like, that girl has lived. She has seen a lot. She's gone through a lot, and she stands strong. You know, she, she's been through, you know, she knows her history. She's been through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think I, I've always kind of uh, idolized myself with her. You know, I've met her a couple of times to talk to her. I don't really know her like oh. a lot of the other drag race girls do know her. But, I mean, you know, it's cool. It's fine. You know, it's always been a very quick passing when I've met her. So, But yeah. she's very nice. She, she, she's super respectful and super, like, professional. And that was the thing that was the most shocked to, like, actually find out about her because I've always seen her kind of from an outside perspective and, since being mm-hmm. a drag race girl, you know, you see her sometimes. I've seen her in dressing rooms, and I've seen her just in, like, shows or at parties. You know, when I go up to say hi to her, she's always very respectful, always rude, like, very just very, like, sincere. Like, there's always a joking way about her, but it's sincere. It doesn't ever come off as, like, a bitter queen. It's because she has. She's fought very hard for queens like me and other girls out here in the industry who have names to be able to walk around and, and have a sense of, like, confidence and, like, yeah, we've done that because, you know, here we have Lady Bunny who's been around since, I don't know how many years since what the dinosaurs were out, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, and then you get, you know, like Divine. I mean, that, and Divine is my inspiration because um, I, people, well, people say I look like Divine. I'm not trying to, but people do say that. Um, and, you know, I look at Divine and how she's so out there and she's so fierce. As a man, she was very self-conscious. But as a uh-huh. woman... She was very well, not as woman, but as a drag queen, she was very strong and bold and fierce. And 
uh, kind of, I mean, around my area, I don't really have a lot of opportunity for drag um, shows. I mean, they're about like an hour and a half away each way. I mean, I could go do it, but it's just, you know, right now with work and everything, it's kind of hard to get into that that world. But so I kind of have throughout the years just taken my drag and my love for drag and lived it daily. I embraced my, who I am. You know, I, I don't consider myself a gay man. I have it for the past few years. I consider myself a gender, um, you know, a gender queen. Uh, I feel like I am more androgynous than anything. I'm more bi-gendered. You know, I kind of portray both, but I still consider myself a drag queen. Um, and divine is exactly what I first see myself because you're just, you're out there, you're wild. You don't give two hoodies about anyone, and that's what how you have to kind of live life. You can't be thinking about, what people are thinking about you because you're never going to get anywhere. Agreed. Very agreed. Agreed. You know, so I always use, you know, RuPaul's words. If, you know, if you want to say anything nice about you, none of your business. You know, live your life, do what you got to do, and know your worth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think it's, it's just very, very, very important. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, again, you know, I just, I think that, you know, so many young people out there, you know, who are trying to get, known and be known, um, I think they're going about it the wrong way. I think that they don't see the bigger picture. A lot of them don't know their, their, their history. They don't know, you know, they don't know what's going on. They don't know who their forefathers and foremothers were. You know, there's more out there than just, that happened than just drag race, you know. No one uh-huh. happened. No, no one's yeah, you know, I think or, about, like, um, I think about, like, it's, like, a lot of people, like, there's a lot of drag race girls that actually, like, were raised around, like, legendary queens in this industry. You know, I think about, like, my drag mother was Taj Mahal. You know, uh, Roxy Andrews' drag mother was the infamous Erica Andrews. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there were a lot of us that were, and that's the thing that, like, a lot of the, the viewers and even, like, the fans don't even know. Like, that's something we all connect with, that the minute we walk into the room with each other. That's why um, Jasmine was so freaked out when she saw Kennedy was because, Kennedy has. Kennedy is, is legendary in the, in the pageant circuit and flipping and twisting and turning all off the stage and everything. And, like, that's the first thing that we all remember my season. When we all walked in the room, we all were like, okay, so who's your drag mother and who's your drag sister? Because the drag industry amongst all of us queens is a very small industry. It's very mm-hmm. small. We all know each other at least through at least two or three queens, you know, and if not, if we haven't worked together in a way, we've all, like, you know, met in a very quick way, you know. It, it is true. We all we've all kind of been birthed by a lot of legendary queens in this industry, but a lot of the 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 generation just doesn't know about that. Like you said, they don't know about their founding father. They don't know about the queens that come before them. Like you know, I think about like if I go up to a young queen and I say, "Name me one queen who isn't a drag race girl who is legendary," and I and I say to them, "I'm like, don't name me Rue, don't name me Lady Bunny, don't name me Coco Peru, don't name me somebody who is in the circuit." And they can't, you know, you can't, they can't say girls like Tasha Long or Tommy Ross or Nicole Love Dupree or uh, Dana Douglas or, you know, like they don't know those girls, Kateria Love, they they wouldn't know that. But it's very important to know who those girls are because those girls all paved the way for us, you know. Like they love Tuanfu, but Kateria Love was in Tuanfu, like, you know, like. <laughs> exactly. The, the lady Kateria, I believe her name was. And. Yeah, it's like she was into Wang Fu, and it's so funny how they can all quote that, and they can name all of, like, certain queens they see, but it's like you can't name all those girls. Like, all those girls have done stuff. Those, all, those girls putting their faces out there in that movie, that was a, a very pivotal moment in life. Huge moment. 
So it was. Sorry, I, I get very Kanye West when I start talking about the history of drag and things like that. Why are you because sorry? I think it's very, it's very, it's, I think it's very important for everyone to just know where it started and, and the fact that, like, you know, it's, it's, I love that people love RuPaul's Drag Race, but also know that, like, you know, there's so much more history that even Rue himself, you know, even, like, tries to tell that, the, that, like, people just fall into the gag and they should fall into the history because there's a lot of good history in drag. There's a lot of good stories. Well, look at, you know, I mean, not to mention Devon again, but even when RuPaul is tennis, you know, Devon was there before Rue, you know? She was there, and that's, you know, yeah. kind of like a forefather, poor mother, poor drag, you know, however you want to put it. But, you know, it's because of queens like Divine and, and you know, Hannah Lettuce and all those queens that have been before us, you know, that they paved this way, and they made it, you know, happen for, for all of us. You know, none of this would be where it is today without them at all. Agreed. You know, so... um. I just, I, I'm so glad that, you know, I got to talk to you about all this stuff. I think it's so important. I could talk to you all night. I'm just like, you know, like, we could be, like, going into discussions. I could crack open another box of wine, you know. But um, Oh, yes, of course. I'm, I love that slide. It's, it's much cleaner and not much or less of a mess to make. Right, though? Yeah, I got the um, Boda box, um, a Merlot, and that's what I'm, I had, like, a glass. Because I got home late, but um, yeah. Anyway, but that's the other <laughs> point. But that's <laughs> I was like, I'm having a glass of wine before the set ends. So let me tell you. I love but it. It's nine ten. We went a little bit over time, but you, um, I wanted to just you know talk to you a little bit. Is there anything before the night ends that you'd like to um, talk about? Do you want to promote anything? I know that you catch you on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, and everything. I I know that we can you know, get you in all those places, but is there anything that you want the audience to know before we end um, and send you off to enjoy your night? Uh, yeah, that I am, um, I love, I love you all. <laughs> and I want to say just thank you to all of the diddles and the fans who have been riders, riding or dying for me. Um, if, you know, you ever, like, they want to get in contact with me or they want to just, like, see me, I am, it's no secret that I am quite a, uh, a like, a stepchild to social media. I always have been. Um, and I'm, I'm, st- I'm still trying to learn how to get better and better, but I definitely Instagram often and I tweet often. Um, I have a Facebook, and I'm actually starting a new Facebook uh, because I was hacked. How mean, right? Very, very mean. <laughs> yes, I was hacked. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, start this off fresh and clean. So that will be up soon. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm i in Snow White and the Seven Drag Queens with Mid-Tangent Production, which I do that every first Friday at Hydrate. Okay. Um, so the next show is October 2nd. Uh, the show starts at 8 p.m. And it's really, really fun. It's written and directed by my friend Tony Lewis. Uh, it's you get the drift. It's Snow White and the Southern Drag Queens, and it's fun. He's been doing it now for 10 years, and he's asked me to do it so many times, and we never could get, like, my schedule on point. And so when I came back from New York, I he was the first person I saw, and we kind of, like, just made, like, that look with each other and was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so I've been doing it. I, I've done three shows, and it's been really, really fun. So if you're in Chicago the first Friday of the month on the second, come see me. 
Yeah, for sure. And honestly, um, I mean, if you remember, I know you're going to be very busy doing a lot of stuff, but if, once you get everything up and running and if you want anything, you know, promoted or if you want that page to be spread out, I can, you know, post your, your pages, whatever you want me to post for you. I can reshare it, retweet it, anything you need. I mean, you know, I do oh. have um, – oh, yeah, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. I do have a lot of, um, you know, drag race fans on my following, and you know, Facebook and Twitter just because that's been a lot of who my guests have been, that and film stars, um, you know, amongst other ones. But I have a lot of drag race following, so um, I would love to help you any way I can. So. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. And honestly, I hope – I know coming into a show, especially, you know, um, a show that's not, you know, too heard of, but – I know it's kind of like, okay, what do I expect? But I hope that you enjoyed um, and it was worth your time. Uh, I appreciate you coming out and taking your, you know, half 45 minutes to an hour of, you know, coming to chat with us. And um, I would love to have you back anytime. Again, um, whenever you're you're free, if you'd like to promote anything, just let me know. Um, oh, yeah, no, sure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And uh, thank you for, you know, just being so open and for, Great conversations. I think we've had just a great talk, and it's just so important that you know conversations like that happen. Yeah, no, most definitely. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm definitely a person who speaks my mind, and so you know, if you ask me the question, I'll answer it as honest as I can. That's what I feel like I did. So, and that's the way life should be. Seriously. So, thank you again, and I just appreciate everything, and um. I, I look forward to following you and seeing what future, you know, what's in, in the stars for you in the future. So, Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And you enjoy your evening. And for anyone um, that listened, you know, follow Dina Rance, find her on Twitter, find her on Facebook, uh, Instagram, anything. Um, you know, she's worth following. So have a great night, Dina. Thank you. You too. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. And this is Travis. Good night. Bye-bye. This is Travis with Gaptown Divas. Please make sure that you check out our show Thursday night. We have um, Madame Queer at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're a fan of Madame Queer, even if you're not, if you haven't heard of her, check her out. She's fabulous. You're going to love her just like you, you love Dina Ritz. Um, they're wonderful queens, and they have a lot going for them. Um, they work so hard to be where they are. Um, so you want to check them out and support them. And then also um, make sure that next week, I think it's next Wednesday, I have Joe Conscious. Um, he is um, a DJ, MC, uh, great guy, and he's going to be coming and chatting about, you know, his history and what he's been working on and everything. So make sure you check that out as well. I want to thank everyone for listening, uh, for being part of the show tonight. This is Gabtown Divas, your host, Travis, starting out. You guys all have a wonderful night.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.